with a heart that can't be broken is like trying to see the light with eyes that can't be opened. Yeah, we both carry baggage we picked up on our way. So if you love me, do it gently, and I will do the same. We may shine. And welcome back to Twilight's Herbal Power Hour. I'd like to take a moment to say hello to returning listeners as well as say merry meet to new listeners. And thank you for joining our little podcast. I'm your ever-witchy host, Twilight DeLuca. 
this year we'll be focusing on both the magical and medical aspects of our 10 herbal selections for the first episode of 2020 because as we all know, half of 20 is 10. So without further ado, here we go. Our first herb is more familiar as a vegetable than an herb. It's green and crunchy. It also hails from Britain. Its name is celery. The magical uses for celery are mental powers, lust, and psychic powers. If you need an aid in concentration, chew the seeds. You can also use in a spell pillow to aid in sleep. Burned with orris roots, celery seeds increase psychic powers. The stalk eaten with the seeds induce lust. Medical research into celery during the 1970s and 1980s has shown that the volatile oil has a calming effect on the central nervous system. In 1995, an Indian study found that the seeds have a marked liver-protecting activity. Extracts of the seeds may also lower blood fat levels. 2013 Iranian lab research found that celery seeds had a marked effect in lowering high blood pressure. A traditional use for celery is as a treatment for rheumatic conditions and gout. They help the kidneys dispose of urates and other waste products and works to reduce acidity in the body as a whole. The seeds are useful in arthritis, helping to detoxify the body and improve the circulation of blood to the muscles and joints. Celery seeds have a mildly diuretic and significantly antiseptic action. They are effective for treating cystitis, helping to disinfect the bladder and urinary tubules. A mixture of celery and organic carrot juices make a nutritious drink that cleanses and helps many chronic illnesses. Celery seeds are beneficial for chest problems like asthma and bronchitis, and in combination with other herbs can help reduce blood pressure. The parts of celery used are the stems and seeds, and they are used in remedies, tinctures, infusions, and powder. Caution, do not take celery seeds during pregnancy or if suffering from kidney disease. Do not take seeds sold for cultivation for medicinal purposes. Do not take the essential oil internally except under professional supervision. Our second herb is one of the foremost detoxifying herbs in both Western and Chinese herbal medicine. It's native to Asia and Europe, but grows in temperate regions around the world, including the U.S., Due to the fruit having hooked bracts, it's named burdock. Magically, burdock is used for protection and healing. Cast burdock around the house to ward off negativity. Add to protection incenses and use in protection spells. Research on burdock conducted in Germany in 1967 and Japan in 1986 showed that the polyacetylenes, especially in the fresh fruit, have an antibiotic effect. Burdock also has both an antibiotic and an antifungal property. It also has diuretic and hypoglycemic effects. Burdock also seems to have an anti-tumor action. Recent studies suggest the seeds are anti-inflammatory, antioxidant, and hepatoprotective. A traditional use for burdock is as a traditional remedy for gout, fevers, and kidney stones. In the 17th century, Culpepper wrote about burdock. Burdock is used in both Western and Chinese herbal medicine as a detoxifying herb. The seeds are used to remove toxins and fevers and infections like mumps and measles, while the root helps the body eliminate waste products in chronic skin and arthritic conditions. Burdock's antibiotic, diuretic, and mildly bitter actions make it helpful for skin disorders like acne, abscesses, local skin infections, eczema, and psoriasis where toxic 
toxicity is a key factor. Burdock is rarely used on its own in remedies. It's generally mixed with herbs like dandelion or yellow dock. These herbs help the body to remove accumulated waste products drawn out of the tissues by burdock's detoxifying action. Using burdock alone could cause flare-up of skin conditions like eczema. The part of burdock used are the root, leaves, fruit, and seeds. Key preparations are as remedies, tinctures, decoctions, infusions, and poultices. Caution, very rarely burdock can cause contact dermatitis. Our third herb is native to India and often found along riverbanks. It's been used for over 3,000 years in Ayurvedic medicine. Its name is Varuna. There are no known magical uses for Varuna at this time. Research on Varuna shows that due to an Indian clinical research study from the 1980s onward, Varuna increases bladder tone and inhibits the formation of bladder stones. Varuna reduces the production of oxalates in the body, which are substances precipitate in the kidneys and bladder to form stones. Varuna also seems to reduce the rate at which stone-forming constituents within urine are deposited into the kidneys. In the 1980s and 1990s, Indian research pointed to Varuna being valuable as a treatment for urinary tract infections and bladder problems caused by an enlarged prostate. In one clinical trial, 85% of patients with chronic urinary tract infections were symptom-free after four weeks of treatment with Varuna. A traditional use for Varuna shows that since the 8th century BCE, it's been used in Ayurvedic medicine for kidney and bladder problems. Around 1100 CE, Varuna became the main Indian herbal medicine for kidney stones. Traditionally, Varuna bark is used in Ayurvedic medicine for many conditions like asthma, bronchitis, and skin diseases. The bark is also used to treat fevers, vomiting, gastritis, and snake bite. Today, in Western medicine, Varuna is used to prevent kidney stones. It's given to people prone to kidney stones, reducing the tendency to stone formation. It's also prescribed to people who already have small stones. The fresh leaves, bruised and mixed with vinegar, relieve sore inflamed joints. Varuna improves smooth muscle tone and encourages the removal of stones in the urine. Combined with antiseptic and immune-stimulating herbs, Varuna is very useful for urinary tract infections like cystitis. It's also sometimes effective for bladder conditions like poor muscle tone, some cases of incontinence, and urinary problems associated with enlarged prostate. The parts of Varuna used are the leaves and bark. They are used in infusions, powders, and decoctions. Caution, Varuna is best taken under professional supervision. Our fourth herb is native to eastern Russia, China, Korea, and Japan. It's called Siberian ginseng. Siberian ginseng is a relative of American ginseng, so the magical uses are love, wishes, healing, beauty, protection, and lust. The root is carried to attract love, guard one's health, draw money, and to ensure sexual potency. Ginseng also brings beauty to those who carry it. Burn Siberian ginseng to ward off evil spirits, break hexes, and curses. Ginseng tea is used as a powerful lust-inducing drink, whether alone or with like herbs. 
Hold ginseng in your hands, visualize your wish into the root, throw it into running water, or carve your wish into the root and throw it into the water. Research into Siberian ginseng has been primarily done in Russia since the 1950s, though the exact method by which it stimulates stamina and stress resistance isn't yet understood. Siberian ginseng appears to be generally tonic on the body, the adrenal glands in particular, which helps the body withstand extreme heat and cold, infections, and other physical stresses and radiation. It has even been given to astronauts to counter the effects of weightlessness. Athletes have experienced a 9% improvement in stamina when taking Siberian ginseng. Traditional uses for Siberian ginseng include improving mental resilience like preparing for a test, reducing the impact against the body of physical training, and stress. Siberian ginseng can be highly beneficial in relieving exhaustion and debilitated states resulting from overwork or long-term stress, though in some cases it can be overstimulating. Siberian ginseng is a valuable remedy during conventional cancer treatment, supporting vitality and healthy function while lowering the side effects of chemo. Russian studies suggest that it helps reduce the harmful effects of radiation. The part of Siberian ginseng used is the root. It's used in decoctions, tinctures, capsules, and tablets. Caution. Healthy young adults shouldn't take Siberian ginseng for more than six weeks. It can be taken long-term on professional advice. Avoid caffeine when taking Siberian ginseng. Side effects are rare, but more likely if the standard dose is exceeded. A quick little side note here before I move on to herb number six. I just want you to know that I know you hear me say professional advice a lot in my podcast episodes, and you hear it for good reason. I'm not a professional herbalist, nor am I a doctor, so any of these herbal advices that I'm giving you Please always remember to consult a professional herbalist or doctor or healthcare provider before you take any herbal remedies. That way, you don't hurt yourself or anyone else. I only want you to be the healthiest you that you can be. And while I do give you these herbal remedies and advices out of the goodness of my heart, I do not want to hurt you. So please, please Go to a professional before you take these. Thank you. This herb is banned in the U.S. due to abuse of this herb for its amphetamine-like high. If you guessed ephedra, then you're right. Ephedra is native to northern China and inner Mongolia. It often grows in desert areas, but needs well-drained soil. There are no magical uses known for ephedra at this time. Research on ephedra shows that most of the active constituents mimic the effect of adrenaline within the body, increasing alertness. Ephedrine was first synthesized in 1927 from ephedra, where it was used as a decongestant and an anti-asthmatic. When used at the correct dosage, the whole herb has significant therapeutic effects, including dilating the bronchial airways, with a very low incidence of side effects. Ephedra is banned in the U.S. because of the abuse for weight loss regimens. At therapeutic dosage and under professional guidance, ephedra rarely gives rise to side effects. 
Traditional uses for ephedra are as a concentration promoter for meditation. In China, ephedra is popular for chills, coughs, fevers, and wheezing. In combination with romania, it's given to treat kidney yin deficiency. Ephedra is used principally in current Western medicine as a treatment for hay fever and asthma, as well as the acute onset of colds and flu. It also helps raise blood pressure, cool fevers, and to alleviate rheumatism. The part of the herb used is the stems. The key preparations are decoctions, powders, and tinctures. Caution, take only under professional supervision. Do not take if suffering from angina, glaucoma, high blood pressure, enlarged prostate, or overactive thyroid gland. Ephedra occasionally causes side effects, including headaches, tremors, and insomnia. It's a restricted herb in some countries. Our sixth herb is a staple in any spice rack. It is native to the Maluka Islands in Indonesia, as well as the Philippines. The clove is now grown in Tanzania and Madagascar and to a lesser extent in the West Indies and Brazil. That's right, I said cloves. The magical uses for cloves are for protection, exorcism, love, and money. Burned as an incense, cloves attract riches, drive away hostile and negative forces, produce spiritual vibrations, and purify the area. Cloves are burned as an incense to stop others from gossiping about you. Worn or carried, cloves attract the opposite sex and bring comfort to the bereaved. Research on cloves done in Argentina in 1994 showed that cloves' volatile oil is strongly antibacterial. Eugenol is the largest and most important component of the volatile oil. It's strongly antiseptic and anesthetic, therefore useful in toothache and as an antiseptic for many conditions. Acetyl eugenol, another volatile oil component, is strongly antispasmodic. A traditional use for cloves is as a panacea, which is what it's been used for in Southeast Asia for thousands of years. Cloves are also useful for treating certain viral conditions due to the antiseptic properties. In tropical Asia, they have often been given to treat infections like malaria, cholera, and tuberculosis, as well as parasites like scabies. Digestive discomfort like gas, colic, and abdominal bloating can be relieved with cloves. Their antispasmodic properties also ease coughs and apply topically relieve muscle spasms. Cloves are a stimulant both to the mind by improving memory and the body as a whole. They have been used as an aphrodisiac in India and the West. Cloves have also been used to prepare for childbirth. It helps stimulate and strengthen uterine muscle contractions in labor. Besides all their other uses, cloves can be used to treat acne, skin ulcers, sores, and styes. Cloves also make a potent mosquito and clothes moth repellent. Oranges that have been studded with the cloves were used in the Malukas as insect repellents. Despite the bewildering variety of their therapeutic uses, cloves are underrated in the West. They are used regularly only in mouthwashes and for their local anesthetic effect, for example, in relieving toothache. The part of the cloves used is the flower buds. They're used in infusions, tinctures, and essential oils. Caution, external use can cause dermatitis. Do not take essential oil internally except under professional supervision.
Our seventh herb was used as the North American remedy prized as a 19th century cure-all. It grows wild in moist, mountainous woodland areas in North America and prefers soil that is well covered with dead leaves. Due to excessive harvesting, this herb is rarely found in the wild. It was declared endangered in 1997, so only cultivated products should be used. It's called Golden Seal. The magical properties of golden seal are healing and money. It is used in money spells and healing rituals. Research into golden seal is lacking as far as pharmacology. However, it is known that golden seal's medicinal actions are due largely to the isoquinoline alkaloids. In the 1960s, Canada did research on golden seal that revealed that hydrostine constricted the blood vessels and stimulated the autonomic nervous system. Though golden seal's mode of action and degree of effectiveness aren't fully known, it's been found that the herb's constituents collectively have a stronger antibacterial activity than berberine alone. Berberine is a bitter antibacterial and amoebicidal constituent. Present research has established that it can be used to lower harmful blood fat levels and stabilize blood glucose levels. Research also shows that canadine, which is an alkaloid, stimulates the muscles of the uterus. Traditional uses for golden seal include a potent remedy for disorders affecting mucous membranes of the body, most notably the eye, ear, nose, and throat, stomach, intestines, and vagina. As a dilute infusion, golden seal can be used as an eye wash, a mouthwash for infected gums, and an extremely effective wash or douche for vaginal yeast and general vaginal infections. The infusion is also valued as a remedy for psoriasis. Taken internally, golden seal increases digestive secretions, estranges the mucous membranes that lines the gut, and checks inflammation. It shouldn't be taken for extended periods of time as it reduces the gut's capacity to absorb certain nutrients, notably B vitamins. Golden seal helps to reduce heavy menstrual bleeding and is used by midwives to help stop postpartum hemorrhage or bleeding after childbirth. Since golden seal stimulates the uterus, it should not be taken during pregnancy. The part of golden seal used is the rhizome. It's used as a powder in capsules, tinctures, decoctions, and infusions. Caution, toxic if taken to excess. Do not take if suffering from high blood pressure. Do not take during pregnancy or breastfeeding. Not suitable for children. Our eighth herb is a major Chinese tonic herb, first mentioned in the Divine Husbandman's Classic in the first century CE. It's native to much of China and Tibet and is cultivated extensively across central and northern China. It's goji berry! The magical uses for goji berry are to promote happiness and healing. They're useful in cleansing rituals. They also restore youth and vigor, especially in men. They're useful in spell candles too. Research on goji berries over the past 30 years indicates that goji berries support immune function, in part countering the reduction of white blood cell production resulting from aging. It also appears to prevent infection by preventing bacteria and viruses from attaching to cell membranes, particularly in the liver. The polysaccharides have cancer-fighting activity. The compound zeaxanthin is occurring in higher concentrations in goji berries than any other food is taken as a supplement to support eyesight and the health of the retina. 
It's thought to protect against macular degeneration. Several Chinese clinical trials found that goji berry juice promotes general well-being, reducing signs of fatigue, weakness, depression, and stress. In early-stage research, goji berry has shown promise as a neuroprotective agent and seems to act within the brain to prevent some aspect of the degenerative processes associated with Alzheimer's disease. Traditional uses of goji berry include as a blood tonic and to improve the circulation. It's also taken in order to help lower blood pressure and treat a range of symptoms including dizziness and tinnitus. Goji berry has been used traditionally as a tonic of key importance in the elderly and is gradually being endorsed by research. Combined effects that protect immune, liver, cardiovascular, and brain function from deterioration suggest that goji berry has a place in the diet of anyone seeking to keep healthy in their later years. A small handful of berries taken on a daily basis, eaten raw, or as part of a larger dish makes a useful contribution to long-term good health. The part of the goji berry shrub used are the root and berries. They are used in decoctions, tinctures, and eaten raw. Caution. Avoid during pregnancy. Goji berry can interact with some prescribed medicines. Do not take with warfarin. Next herb, herb number nine, is native to Australia and is a traditional remedy of the Aborigines. It's now widely used in Europe, the U.S., and Australia. It's also a well-known essential oil. Say good day to tea tree. Tea tree is grown in moist soils in the northern New South Wales, Queensland, and is cultivated extensively in New South Wales. The magical uses of tea tree are strength, healing spells, finding something lost, hexing, and warding of evil, as well as unclogging and cleansing of the upper chakras. Research on tea tree shows that tea tree essential oil was first researched in 1923 in Australia. Since the 1960s, it's been intensely investigated and its antiseptic properties well established. Clinical trials, mainly in Australia, have shown that it's effective at treating a broad range of infectious conditions like fungal and skin problems like vaginal yeast, acne, and warts. Terpenin 4 oil is one of the most important constituents in tea tree, which is antiseptic and well tolerated by the skin. The oil also contains cineol, which can irritate the skin. The cineol content varies in poor quality oil. It can be between 10% to 65%. Traditional uses for tea tree include a remedy for the aborigines. The leaves are crushed and either inhaled or used in infusions for coughs, colds, and skin infections. It's also used for skin infections like athlete's foot and ringworm, as well as corns, warts, acne, and boils, infected burns, wounds, insect stings, bites, and other skin conditions. Tea tree may be taken internally as a treatment for chronic and some acute infections, most notably cystitis, glandular fever, and chronic fatigue syndrome. Tea tree is effective in mouthwashes, countering oral infections, and gum disease. It can also be used as a gargle for sore throats. Tea tree is excellent for treating vaginal irritation and infection, including yeast infections. It can be used as a pessary or can be diluted as a carrier cream and then applied. 
Tea tree is also excellent for treating head lice and those pesky kids who just can't seem to stop sharing their brushes, combs, hair bows, and such, or hugging other kids. The parts of the tea tree used are the leaves. They're used in creams, infusions, pessaries, and essential oils. Caution, do not take the essential oil internally except under professional supervision. Our tenth and final herb is an herb from India and other tropical regions of Asia. It's also grown extensively in Central and South America. It's sacred to the Hindu goddess Lakshmi and is often planted around temples and courtyards. Its name is Holy Basil. Magically, Holy Basil is used for purification and luck. It's also widely used to remove spirits from a home. Mixed with passion flower, it's a powerful cleanse. It's used in a number of sacred objects and talismans. Research into holy basil shows it has an ability to lower blood sugar levels, thus helping diabetes, and has been for decades. It's now been established as a useful medicine for some types of diabetes. Indian research has shown that holy basil helps lower blood pressure and has an anti-inflammatory, pain-relieving, and fever-reducing property. Preliminary research also indicates that holy basil strengthens immune resistance, protects against radiation, has anti-cancer properties, and inhibits sperm production. Traditional uses for holy basil include a tonic, invigorating herb useful for improving vitality. In Ayurvedic medicine, holy basil is chiefly employed as a remedy for fevers, a classic Indian recipe calls for holy basil, black pepper, ginger, and honey in a remedy that prevents infection and controls high fever. Holy basil is thought to have an affinity with the heart, protecting it from stress and lowering blood pressure and cholesterol levels. It has a reputation for reducing stress and is regarded as adaptogenic. Holy basil's ability to help stabilize blood sugar levels, which makes it useful to treat diabetes. Holy basil is valuable for respiratory infections like colds, coughs, bronchitis, and pleurisy. It also treats asthma. Juice extracted from holy basil is used to treat insect bites, ringworms, and skin diseases. It's also used as eardrops for ear infections. Holy basil juice or powder helps mouth ulcers to heal. The parts of holy basil used are the aerial parts. They're used in decoctions as a juice and powders. Caution, do not take during pregnancy. Do not take if trying to conceive. Infinity.
for listening to this wonderful first podcast of the new year. Please don't hesitate to send any questions to my email, graywitchtwilight31 at gmail.com. That's G-R-A-Y-W-I-T-C-H-T-W-I-L-I-G-H-T-3-1 at gmail.com. And see you next time. All herbs are from the Encyclopedia of Herbal Medicine by Andrew Chevalier E. Sorry, F N I M H, and Cunningham's Encyclopedia of Magical Herbs by Scott Cunningham. Thank you so much for listening and donating to this wonderful podcast. It's viewers and listeners like you that make me able to keep on with this podcast. Also, each new podcast will have one episode like this and one episode of questions being answered from wonderful, fabulous listeners like you. So please send those questions in so I can answer you guys 
and give you the end and you know so I can keep giving you guys what you so desperately want to hear because you're the ones that make me keep going on thank you so much and have a fabulous fabulous 2020 blessed be marry me and may we meet again good night